Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, the Red Raiders are bowl eligible for a second consecutive season for the first time in about a decade. We're breaking down what it took to break on through to the other side of that icy wall in Ames, Iowa, and pick up your sixth win of the season. We get into it next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech. Your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. We are kicking off a brand new week, a Thanksgiving week, with the bowl-eligible football team in West Texas. No matter what happens, coming up Saturday night against Oklahoma, the Red Raiders will be back in the postseason for the second consecutive year. I think that's headline number one. But uh, Chris, you're back in the LBK. You look mostly thawed out. And uh, following a game that did mirror a lot of what we talked about last week, there's going to be a lot of ugly, a lot of grinded out, some special teams impact, all of the above, really, as uh, Texas Tech pulls off a tough one in a tough spot from Ames, Iowa. Cowan, all I know is, man, the sun is uh, shining a bit brighter in Lubbock, Texas, man. <laughs> uh, you know, th- that that's a game that... I think this program has found ways to lose over the last uh, 10 plus years. Uh, the, the elements, the, the road game, the n- not being able to score a, a ton of points. But I mean, because I mean, you score 14 points and win. And I, I just, yeah, and it's you, you, you said it. I mean, we, we talked, this is exactly how this game was going to go. Uh, it was going to be a grind. Their defense is really, really good. Their offense, uh, not so much. Uh, but hey, man, uh, I, I uh, that was one happy locker room after that game, man. And you know, for anybody that that thinks there are too many bowl games, and I don't disagree with you at some level, but to see like a guy like Sir Roderick Thompson uh, very emotional after that, knowing he's going to get to play uh, a 13th game, that that that'll do your heart right, man. But uh, I, I was it, it was fun to to be there. It was really really cold. We'll talk about that. But I just. It, it, it was just fun to watch them kind of figure out a, a way. It wasn't pretty, but you just found a way. And nobody cares what it looks like for the most part, but you you, you won. And, uh, you know, old Matt Campbell taking some criticism uh, because of the way that that game ended and some of their play calling and all that. Oh, but my gosh. That, that's, uh, that's their problem. And I, I, I think uh, Joey, you know, scratched that. Uh, or check that box, I guess, for as far as uh, winning on the road, man. And, you know, yep. I, I, th- th- this thing's turning around, it seems like. Well, you can understand why the Cyclones would be conservative. They have so much to lose this season, you know. <laughs> so why be a credit? <laughs> have fun with that in Ames. That was amazing to take into account. But there are a lot of amazing things to take into account from a tech standpoint, Chris. And it was scratching me right where I itched. I don't care if you won every game three to zero. I just want to right. see wins. I'm a football fan. I'm not an offense fan. I know a lot of people now like parade as football fans, but you really just like offense. You like the fireworks. That's fine, I guess. But I think some people look at a game like this and are like, oh, what a disgusting display. No. <laughs> yeah, um, right. It was a win in an environment just like you. You hit the nail on the head. Tech has found so many ways to lose this kind of ball game. 
And I'm sure many Red Raiders like me were not so sure they weren't going to find another down the stretch as things tightened up and you're going back and forth. I mean, goal line stands for the defense, Chris. Special teams impact. You were the team here in this situation that it seemed a little tougher and uh, I think in some ways was avoiding more often at least shooting yourself in the foot. And I don't know how many times I've had the chance to say that over the last decade, not many. Well, and and I think uh, you, you just start to scratch your head after Miles Price, you know, that, that first, uh, uh, you know, drive and you thought, okay, it's going to be one of these nights. I mean, because I've seen that movie before. <laughs> Yes. And to, to whether that was a fumble or not, uh, but, you know, they, they give it to him. And then to just, you know, obviously force a field goal attempt that was missed. I thought, OK, you're, you're here. And and I watching their sideline and being on on tech sideline, you, you just seem like you were more excited to, to play yep. and play in that in those elements or whatever it was. But. Uh, I, I just because typically Iowa State is a extremely difficult place to play, but uh, even even some of those people up there aren't aren't that crazy and wanting to sit out there in, in that cold weather with not a lot on the line for for those Cyclones. But their season basically uh, officially ends, and you know they can't go to a bowl game. They've got to go to Fort Worth and and try to you know upset TCU now just to for pride basically. But yeah, I just I, you, you, you touched on it, man, and and I thought Tyler Shuck. It, it wasn't pretty at times, but he doesn't turn the ball over. And then he he orchestrates two really long touchdown drives, one yeah. in the second quarter, one in the fourth quarter against that defense. And you just kind of get into a rhythm and just start start rolling. And he just avoided the turnover. He ran it just enough. And, uh, you know, he, he, he got sacked a few times. He missed a few throws. And but they're, you know, again, statistically and otherwise, their defense keeps them in games, and their defense is just a pain uh, to deal with. Uh, but you, you just squeezed out enough, man. But that—that's a quarterback that's kind of—he kind of felt it. And I, I'll tell you, the, the the highlight of the night for me is watching you channel your inner Kansas State and running QB power mm-hmm. at the end of the game, like Colin Klein or somebody, and icing the clock. Uh, I just thought that was genius by by Zach Kitley knowing that everybody in the stadium knows you're going to run it, but they think you're going to hand it off and to just squeeze out uh, enough yards to ice the game and get that last first down, I just thought was brilliant. But uh, maybe just just kudos to everybody involved, Coach DeRuder and, and Coach Kitley and, and those kids and, and Coach McGuire, man, who had those guys uh, juiced up, motivated. We, we, were had, we had a tire uh, on the sideline. I'll have to explain that in a minute because that was kind of some motivation for the week, but uh, just a lot of fun, man. Yeah, and I love uh, the the QB calls that you're mentioning there to shut the game down. Just your physical approach to finishing a game is, again, scratching me where I itch and have not been scratched in a very, very, (laughs) very long time. But, yeah, how do you tell the QB that? All right, here's the plan this drive, boys. QB sledgehammer left, QB sledgehammer right. Are you ready? (laughs) And to all their credit, they were ready to roll. And I don't know if – I don't know if you see something that maybe is more indicative of uh, kind of a selfless attitude. I mean, we've talked about this quarterback conversation, obviously, all year long, unfortunately, Chris. But um, And we've been told about it, and you've probably already seen it, but just once again, you see, uh, I think, good teammates, right? I mean, you're in a pretty fortunate position, given how this season has gone, the ebbs and flows. I mean, hell, take it back to last year as well uh, with your group of quarterbacks. And once again, you've got uh, multiple contributions in a, in a good scenario. 
You, you did. I thought I thought Donovan's uh, presence was was felt a bit, and, and I just I, I think it's a credit to to Joey and to Zach for keeping those kids engaged and motivated, and and you know being a part of you know because Baron was there uh, on the sideline as well, suited up in emergency situation only, obviously, but I don't think you'll see him. Uh, this next week either but right now it's Tyler's show and I, I, I think uh, I think Donovan again it's just enough uh, and I, I think you're playing to his strengths a bit uh, the trick play to score the the, the first touchdown I thought was yeah. was really smart um, but yeah just you, you're because the, the, like the the QB power stuff at the end of the game that's Midwest that's like again I just go I've seen Kansas State do that so many years and that was like a Midwest style of, of game to end it. And in, in the elements on natural grass and it's freezing cold. And I just, yeah, you, you, you just kind of bullied Iowa state at the end and, and, and iced it. I, why Matt Campbell held on to his last time out for as long as he did is beyond me. He held on to it too long. And then at that point it was, it was a moot point, but uh, I, I was just, when I saw, Tyler take that snap and I, he's like going to be patient and just look around. I was like, Oh, I've seen this movie before, but usually he's going against you, uh, not for you. And I just, it is fun to watch. And of course with, uh, his history, his health history, you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay. He's okay. He's okay. He's okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. Okay. He's okay. He's, okay. <laughs> he's getting back up each time, thankfully. And, uh, at the end of the night was leading a team, uh, to bowl eligibility. And there are too many bowls, but that's not Texas Tech's fault. And honestly, as you expand a real championship pursuing uh, playoff, I, I, you can't have too many bowls at that point. The, the major frustration, I think, for those who are like-minded as I am in that regard uh, over the years has just been simply that you've got the tiniest smidgen of actual championship competition. Yeah. But hey, we'll give you a world's worth of, well, 500 level competition or yeah. so. But it's not the team's fault. And for a program that is trying to rebuild from the ground up, as at least I view it and have said it throughout the season, uh, these are the bricks that you've got to put in place. So, hey, we'll see if we can maybe exceed some expectations with the home win to wrap up the year. Five and seven, six and six. I think we're about the most popular uh, projections from Vegas or, or otherwise. So uh, you've hit that high note and we'll see if you can surpass that. Coming up as you're back in Lubbock. Coming up dead ahead, we'll get back to the tire on the sidelines. I want to talk about that defense uh, with their backs against the wall in a couple of situations because I thought it was an outstanding night uh, for Tim DeRuiter and his group. We'll get to that coming up dead ahead on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by Simply Safe, and the numbers is where the reality lies. The last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe security to protect their home. You're not earning the trust of that many people without doing something right. They're protecting you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who have always got your back. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. At simplysafe.com slash locked on college, you're going to save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. So visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more because there's no safe like Simply Safe. And also, today's episode brought to you by Jay's Salsa Company, standing by right now at jsalsacompany.com to get that delicious Red Raider family recipe to you. Ship it anywhere in the U.S. or if you're in Texas or New Mexico, you can find them in over 90 stores on your grocery store shelf. 
in that beautiful red and black jar. They got the hot or the mild. And in Texas or New Mexico, at most United Supermarkets, Albertson Supermarkets, Market Streets, or in Lubbock at HEB, you got it within arm's reach. If you're not blessed by God to be in those vicinities, head on over right now to jsalsacompany.com. Red Raider family recipe, 20 years in the making. Not tricking it up with a bunch of goofy stuff. No, they're just prioritizing fresh ingredients and you're going to taste the difference hot mild or maybe a frankenstein concoction the choice is yours your thanksgiving is going to be incomplete certainly in the great state i don't know how all you other people roll certainly in the great state your thanksgiving incomplete if jay's salsa is not on the table so get there now to jaysalsacompany.com get what you need to up your family's salsa experience this Thanksgiving with Jay Salsa Company at jsalsacompany.com. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On at Texas Tech on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't so far. We are on the push to the number 2,000. Really close, Calvin. We are really, really close. We can see it. We want to be there with you. So place your star in the galaxy of Locked On Texas Tech superstars. We'd love to have you with us by subscribing on YouTube, and you never miss an episode that way. And probably want to be subscribed this week because – we got hoops action going down from Maui, maybe in just a few hours, depending upon when you're listening to this program. And we're going to have it all covered for you here, but likely bonus episodes coming at you, or at least irregularly scheduled episodes coming at you to do so. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube so you miss none of it. Uh, we're talking 14 to 10 win for Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders over the Cyclones. Uh, Chris, do please reveal the secret before we get into Tim DeRuiter's night uh, of the tire inspiration you alluded to a little bit earlier. <laughs> so I, I'm down there in, in pregame, okay, and you've got a lot of the strength coaches. You've got Sammy Morris, who, man, I, I wish he, he had some eligibility left because he you suit him up uh, and, and you're not losing games, man. The guy looks like a grown, <laughs> I mean, man. Um and he's down there. They're all down there in, in vests with no shirts on and, you know, just trying to, to get the guys like in the right uh, frame of mind. But I keep seeing this this uh, this tire, uh, this old, you know, kind of beat up tire just being held up in these huddles and all that. And so I'm like, what is what is this deal? And so it's clearly a, a motivational deal. So I, uh, I put one of the strength coaches. I was like, OK, fill me in, man. What, what, what do we got? They're like he, he goes, you ever seen the movie Creed 2? I'm like, no, I, I have not. I've seen Creed 1, but I'm not seeing Creed 2. He's like, well, there's a scene at the end of that movie. They're out in the desert, and I and I guess that the main character and the nemesis, they, they basically like, you have to put one foot in the tire, and whoever steps out first loses, and you just you just fight. And so Joey, uh, you know, and he's telling them, and, and you can keep hearing on the sideline, keep one foot in the tire. Uh, and, and, and now it kind of goes down as because sometimes you see this stuff. OK, you don't get the result. It doesn't work. But I hope we see that tire on the sideline against the Sooners, man, because 
these kids, they were more excited to be there. They, I didn't think the cold necessarily bothered anybody on the tech side, sideline other than maybe somebody like, like me. Uh, but, but that was not, you, Keep you your know, foot in the tire, Chris, <laughs> that's right. And so I, I need, I needed to hear that uh, too. I mean, you've got Calvin, you've got a, a coffee maker over there on the sideline filled with chicken broth. Uh, you know, and I know that I, I did. I was like, well, why not beef broth? And they were like, I don't know, but this is what the nutritionist gave us. So I, I, I just because I, I asked your question, I'm like, well, what's up? What's up? Why no? Why no? It's beef? West Texas, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I know. That's we'll right. That's right. But uh, but but Joey mentioned that tire and, and that analogy at halftime. He mentioned it after the game. I mean, it was just kind of a theme for the week, and I just thought it was you know mind over matter kind of stuff. And I it it, it, was, it was fun to kind of see that kind of those kids kind of come together and buy into it. And, and and where I knew that, you know, it was working is when Jacob Rodriguez goes down, he's got an ankle injury. Don't know if we'll see him this week or not, but that, that was one of your, your top run stuffers. And, and like, you know, on the defensive side, he goes down, he's out there in the second half in street clothes and he's just got that tire over his arm and he's just walking around <laughs> freezing cold, with his with his you know warm up suit on and that tire and I was like this is this is college football right here man <laughs> I hope they do bring it back <laughs> to the Jones Saturday night and after we smack Oklahoma in the mouth let's set it on fire and use it to blow up the South End Zone why not it'll be like the Gaza Strip nice little tire fire there in the South End Zone those there you go burn let me tell you we got a big week coming up uh, this week with the Sooners coming to town for what should be a fun one hopefully on Saturday night we didn't. Talk about this to connect these two conversations, but they do actually connect very well. The the meaning behind the tire there, fighting in a phone booth, so to speak, and a couple of goal line stands because you're in the tire at that point in time. You got nowhere to move. And I thought those moments were some of the best uh, that we've seen all year long from Texas Tech's defense. It's had a pretty good year, Chris. I know Iowa State's offense stinks, but when you're at that spot on the field, it's just about a fist fight in a phone booth. It's not about like, oh, what kind of offensive scheme do they have to put together a drive and move 60 yards or whatever? They're there. And at that point in time, it's just who's going to be meaner, who's going to be nastier. You saw back-to-back drives where Iowa State started on their own 40 and then at the Tech 45, and they both end at the Tech five-yard line on downs there in the third quarter. And really, for what's been a pretty good year for Tim DeRuiter's group, I thought that was as good as it's been all season long. I loved it. Yeah, I, I, and you do it without, you know, no Tyree Wilson, obviously. And then, you know, we find out on, on Friday, no Malik Dunlap uh, as well. So you, you're missing two of really your your best defensive players. And then you obviously you lose Jacob Rodriguez because those fourth down stands came, you know, in the third quarter. And you, you just they just have to get a couple of yards. I, I will say this about Iowa State's offense. Xavier Hutchinson is one of the best players in this league, period. That, that kid is a freak. He's going to make a ton of money at the next level. Yep. Uh, you don't have to throw it to him perfectly. He's going to catch it uh, backwards, one-handed. I mean, just – He, I was, he like, was covered many times, Chris, what I would consider covered. <laughs> and, 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 and the fact that they didn't even attempt to throw it to him – in any of those situations on a quick slant or an end around or just anything I thought was bizarre, but I, I just, yeah, I credit your guys for just not buckling because they had eight plays within, I think the, the five yard line and fourth and goal type scenarios. 
and you just didn't let them get anything. And 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 that I mean, and the, again, boo! I mean, a lot, lot of a lot of Iowa State fans <laughs> boo, booing, and I, I was like, oh, this is. I love me some Iowa State tears, man. It sounded, it tasted good. It, it, it was good. It wasn't, it wasn't near as cold when, when you were watching that happen either. It's amazing how that works. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. That'll really get you, Jack. Uh, on the road, I mean, really anywhere goal line, goal line stands are nice, but back to back and and on the road, I uh, thought those guys deserved a, a ton of credit. I remember uh, Tony Bradford, Merriweather, Rabbit. I think Pierre was in on some big plays there. Uh, but you had just an all-around great effort. And I don't know how you feel about it because I know what that offense is or isn't. But still, given what the game called for, I did think it was one of maybe the two or three best days that Coach DeRuiter's defense has had this season. I know you faced more prolific offenses, Chris, but you needed to be led by a defense in a situation like this. On the road, negative six, whatever the temperature was, Kelvin wise, um, you needed your defense to really bow up. And and I thought they did. I know you were, I mean, like you're pointing to there in the passing game, which I had still underestimated. I mean, you you said it last week. This is where they're going. This is what he does. Mm-hmm. But I still underestimated the impact there uh, of that guy. He is a freak. I know you gave some stuff up. He's but, caught uh, 105 passes on the season. I mean, he can't, you, you know where they're going with the ball. They move him around everywhere, and that's actually one one bit of credit I will give them. They figure they've got one playmaker, and they figure out a way to get him matched up. And everybody knows where the ball's going, but to, for him to average because he comes into the game averaging nearly ten catches a game, and some of these are down the field, uh, but they line him up outside in the slot. I mean, and just do some different things, uh, but just not to go to him. And, and some of those instances was, but yeah, he's got he's got well over a thousand yards. Uh, the, the kid, the kid is really, really good, and I thought Hunter Decker's was okay. Uh, and, and we, you know, Casey, I've been—I don't want to—critical is not the right word, but if you've wanted more from Tech's defense, it's creating takeaways. This was kind of the old-fashioned way. You didn't take the ball away from them, but you turned them over on downs. You held them to some field goal attempts, and th- those are those are equally as huge. Does it show up in the in the turnover category or the takeaway category, per se? But to hold them to two field goal attempts uh, and, and and they equal one's block, one's missed, and then to turn them over on downs, that those are those are monster plays right there in a game where every yard and every kind of series is going to matter because it's going to be a one score game like we talked about all last week, and this is what Iowa State finds themselves in, and they've just lost a whole bunch of them, and and you you outlasted them. You're right about that. And before we get out of here, we will circle back to some of those outstanding individual efforts and some primary takeaways. I want to get back to Tyler Shuck as now we set the table uh, for a week where I do feel like you're playing with some house money now that eligibility uh, to get back to the postseason is is not the issue. Uh, it's come back and, and get a win against a turncoat like the Oklahoma Sooners. It's Saturday night from Jones Stadium. Plenty of time this week to get to that. And we'll get back to Tyler Shuck and his colleagues coming up Dead ahead on Locked on Texas Tech. But first, our friends at Nissan are teaming with us to come up with a brand new segment for you on the Locked on College Network this season called Thrilling Moments. I alluded to a couple of uh, goal line defensive moments. Those would have done fine, Chris, but I, I like the pick here as we're heading into the locker room at halftime. Maybe a chance for Iowa State to grab a little momentum, right? 
Yeah, and then you start you start calling timeouts, uh, icing this kid, and boo! The Iowa State fans are like, "Man, you're gonna make me sit out here in this cold weather longer than I have to." Uh, and, and they use two of them, uh, but Miles Cole gets his hand on that on that mm. field goal, and I just thought you take a ton of momentum going in the locker room, and you know I, you can't take those timeouts with you. Whether that there's a direct correlation in, into that and you blocking it, I don't know. But bottom line is that's four missed field goals in the last two weeks against this team. There's got to be something there uh, that you can take away and, and feel good about that, that you're somewhat of a cause or that you're holding them to attempts as opposed to giving up touchdowns. But I just thought that blocked field goal right there at the end because it had no chance of making it. It was kind of funny. I'm like, y'all should be booing your own kid or, or, or the guys <laughs> up front instead of uh, – this Red Raider coach calling timeouts, but I just uh, I, I thought that was I enjoyed that. Boo! <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, that that big uh, transfer from uh, you know he got his big old paw on that thing and, yeah. and knocked it uh, knocked it away and you know good stuff, man. Sent you into the locker room, I believe, with a seven to three lead instead yep. of seven to six, and uh, you're taking a little extra dose of momentum. So a big shout out to Miles Cole and whether the timeouts are impacting the kicker or not. If it's irritating anybody. In red and yellow, red and yellow, you, your school colors is what it's supposed to be. But also those guys in the, the ninja suits as well on the other sideline, flown in fresh from Japan. I thought it looked really good, <laughs> Iowa State. Great look. Uh, anyway, anything that's ir irritating all those people, well, the timeout has been effective then. I don't care if it's the last punk kid up in the, the top section of the stands that's the only one that's irritated by the timeout. Good. Good. And what a night for the Cyclone special teams. Amazing work, guys. Amazing, <laughs> amazing work. That thrill, inspired by the thrilling new designs, Miles Cole will tell you himself. He was spurred on by the Pathfinder, the Armada, the Frontier. So pursue what thrills you and the all-new looks from Nissan. Available now at NissanUSA.com. And also, today's episode brought to you by Red Raider Armin Williams with Schooley Mitchell, North America's number one cost reduction company. If you're a business owner or your business's chief financial decision maker, Armin Williams is your go-to guy. He's your cost reduction expert. Vendor watchdog. Let him off the leash. Roo, roo, roo. Savings is what you're going to find. If they don't find savings, you owe them nothing because there is no upfront cost. Only begins with a free analysis. But here's the deal. Chances are they are going to find savings because on average, they're reducing businesses' costs by 28%. He's here to help Red Raiders just like you save money and become a little bit more efficient. Maybe free up some wiggle room for your business as you head into 2023. We know you don't have time to scour through all the rates to negotiate with vendors on the phone day after day after day. Let Armin be your guy. Check him out right now at savewitharmin.com. Get the process started risk-free. As I mentioned, no upfront costs only begins with a free analysis. And you can get that started today at savewitharmin.com. That's A-R-M-E-N, savewitharmin.com. Locked on Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, 
where it's your team every day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. 14 to 10, good guys over the Cyclones as Tech is bowl eligible once again. And Chris, whether it's getting ready for a bowl game or getting ready for Oklahoma or even rolling through this week or the previous week, I'm sorry, to uh, get ready for the Cyclones, there's just a different feel for me personally as I project what Tech can be with Tyler Shuck as a healthy quarterback. I, I, I'm trying not to do it, but I'm guilty of you know going back and cherry-picking various weeks earlier in the regular season. I see the Wolfpack going down against Louisville over the weekend, and you're just thinking, man, with number 12 feeling good, he won the job in the offseason, and, and what if he doesn't uh, have what happens there against Murray State? You know, what kind of team could this really have been? Well, for the season, that conversation is lost. But for these last few weeks, it's not. And for the bowl game. And I do feel like you really gauge Texas Tech differently uh, overall with him back there. Are you feeling something similar last week or, or now that uh, we've seen him a couple of times have success? Yeah, I, I just I, I think that you could just tell how mature he is when you watch him play. And again, sometimes it doesn't necessarily look uh, pretty. Sometimes it does. I just I think people don't realize how tough this kid is, but how uh, he's kind of stubborn, tough, if that makes sense. And uh, I just watching him, and I, I hate using this word because it seems like you're taking away from his athleticism or his skill set. But I just like the way he kind of manages the game uh, because uh, he he can he can put up numbers, and he's not a game manager. That's not what I'm saying. But but he just doesn't really put his team in a bad spot, or he hasn't yet. As a starter, now we watched him, you know, kind of work his way through uh, the TCU and Baylor games. You know, when he kind of had to, had to come in and or, or was able to come in, and I don't really count those, but because he, he wasn't feeling uh, right, and, and you can just see now that he he's he's close to back to normal uh, as he's had to work his way back up. But I just uh, his toughness, man, and grit, and you know, ch- checking because. You know, like against Kansas, for example, he carried it 12 times. Eight of those were, were, were you know, basically he elects to keep it or scramble. Only four of those 12 were, were called runs. I don't know what the total was uh, versus Iowa State, but it just it just shows you he, he's got a good feel for exactly what's trying to happen to him and, and the right decision to make. And, again, he's not perfect uh, or anything, but it, it's, it does make you, you wonder and, you know, I wish we could get a redo and – he not yeah. take that hit against Murray State, but bottom line is he's three and zero as a starter uh, in, in this uh, in this season, and I can't wait to watch him compete against Oklahoma. And, and as we've said it, if if you win some of these games down the stretch, and now you've you've, you've won a couple, he's going to be a big reason why that is clearly playing out. Just because you don't have all world playmakers around him, you're kind of having to figure it out and grind and take what you can get here here and there and. And all that, his throw to Baylor Cup in the end zone was 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 just right where it needed to be. Uh, but just avoiding turnovers, managing the game, man. I just happy for that kid that he finally got all the way back and he's gotten a chance. And I, mean, I wish Barron was still healthy and and all those things too. But it, it's fun to watch Tyler finally get to do what he came here to to, to try to do. Yeah, a couple other guys I would mention. I thought even though they didn't have many opportunities, that that Brooks and Thompson. Um, were fairly effective individually. I can't really say the ground game is all that effective. I didn't think it was a great night for the offensive line in, in really either phase of the game. And maybe we just need to really credit uh, Iowa State as well as to what they can make happen. But uh, Thompson and Brooks both averaging five yards per carry. And everything you were doing was going to be tough, right? I mean, anything oh, yeah. you were getting 
was going to be earned to every degree. And, and I liked what we got from uh, number four and number 28 when they had the opportunity. Against that style of defense, you know, a, a lot of times I think Taj and Sir Roderick, they're very patient runners and, and that they're never going to run away from anybody. But against that style of defense, I, I thought that that's where the patience paid off and just kind of grinding. It, it was just Midwest style of football, man. It was like Big Ten uh, type stuff. But they kind of grinded uh, out some yards and kind of helped flip the field and kind of helped keep you going at, at times, especially on those two long drives where they were pivotal and, and, and just, you know, getting you enough yards to put you in situations where you could keep the chains moving. Uh, and like I said, man, at the beginning of the show – seeing Sir Roderick after that thing and, and, and seeing the smile on his face. I mean, that, that, that if, if you're a tech fan and you, you can't be happy for a kid like that, who was really happy to get bowl eligible and all that, man. I mean, cause that, that's one of the best guys that's ever come through the school as far as scoring touchdowns. I mean, go look at yeah. the list. He's like second or third on the all time list. As far as touchdowns scored, he's been available. He's been uh, reliable. He's been really good. And I, I thought, uh, yeah, I appreciate you mentioning him and, and Taj on a night like uh, uh, that night in Ames because it, it was it was sorely needed. Man, I was glad to see, uh, and I know <clears throat> maybe this timeline this season has been lost on Tech fans. It's kind of been lost on me here or there. I'm like, where is Adrian Fry? And I was glad to see him having some impact last night. I'm wondering if he's – Great call. How does he feel, man? Is he feeling good finally, or has he just been? Well, yeah he he missed uh, he missed about uh, three ish games, maybe more, and then kind of worked his way back in. Um, yeah, he he had a he had I forgot the injury, but it it, it it wasn't major, but it was it was enough to keep him out for multiple multiple weeks. Yeah. And then there was times where he was suiting up and kind of available, but not really playing. Yeah, but that that's just one of those. That's why I'm I'm my preference in, in many cases a lot is these portal guys. There, and he's not one. He's been with you from the get go, but he's just so old and he knows everything everybody's supposed to do. He can play nickel. He can play corner. He can play both safety spots. But when, when you when you look up and you're without Malik Dunlap, and it's like, okay, well, who's going to start for Malik Dunlap? Adrian Fry. You're like, huh, okay, we're good, man. And I thought he he played a really good game. He tackled well in the run game. He, yeah. you, you, they called his name for a variety of uh, uh, reasons for for you know good, and that he was making some tackles and stuff. And yeah, you just you can't put a price on those old kids that are just kind of nice and steady and really smart. But yeah, good for him for for and and he's a guy that gets to play an extra game too. I don't know if there's a professional football in his future, but he's a guy that and that's what Joey talked about after the game, man. Who it's so good for our program and these young kids get these extra practices and we get 15 more, but he's like, ultimately I'm happiest for these old guys that get to keep their career going and, and play an extra game and go on a trip and be with their teammates one more time and all that stuff. And so Fry's another one. Good call. Yeah. And I mean, you got to mention, I think, uh, Krishan Merriweather as well. Yeah. Another outstanding there you go. Night. He's had a great year. I think it's, I've said it all, all year. It seemed like it's his best season as a Red Raider. One of the best linebackers in the Big 12. He's got close to 100 tackles on the year. Uh, he is just about as steady as any player in the league. And he's where he's supposed to be. If you get near him, you're, you're coming down. I mean, he's not uh, – I mean, I just – yeah. And so he will be missed when he's gone, man. I can assure you that. And that's why it's fun to watch like a guy like Jacob Rodriguez when he has his spots because 
that's going to be one of those guys that uh, that ultimately takes over at one of those interior linebacker spots. And I thought Kosai Eldridge was another kid that I thought played really good, uh, you know, against the, the the Cyclones as well. I mean, that again, Midwest style, grind it out. They just put a ton of big people on the line. And they just say, hey, we're going to lean on you. We're going to lean on you. We think it's going to work. And it just it didn't. Uh, and I thought too many times in years past, Texas Tech's defense breaks. And they just get worn down or you just run it right at them. And you, you, you didn't big boy the Red Raiders on this night. Not at all. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch it play out that way. And for you to win uh, that type of game was especially satisfying. Oh, yeah. Uh, at least to me, because uh, as we've alluded to several times today, there are plenty of times where you found a way to lose a game. Like and Callan, one more thing I'll mention, and and this goes back to like how many times have we seen this? You know how many penalties the Red Raiders were called for in this one? How many, Chris? One. I wanted to hear it again. It sounded so one. sweet. Yeah. You did not beat yourself. And, that, and that's that darn was, near a season of that that you're turning in. Yeah, right? and 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 whether we agreed with some of these calls or or fake calls or whatever we want to call that or, or <laughs> yeah, you know that. But that you you, you no pre snap issues, uh, no no issues where you're just like what or what, what are you doing or you just back you you have a drive going and you you, you back yourself up. I mean, they had the one holding call on a pretty good run. I can't remember it was either by Taj or Sarodrick, and that you, that back to but that's the only. Uh, only call on you all night. And, and again, it just goes back to these are things that we've seen this team fight in the past, road games, elements, uh, penalties, uh, turnovers, whatever it was, but there was none of that on this night. Yeah, was a really nice thing to see as well. And and it has been a season where overall you've been, a at least from a tech perspective, fairly lightly penalized team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's great to see, again, as you talk about those bricks that you're adding uh, to the process of, of rebuilding the program. That, that's going to be a valuable one if you can continue uh, to be that way in that column. All right, you got ne- you got done what you needed to get done on the road for the first time this season as Tech did crack the code. You're now bowl eligible and coming back to town to host the Oklahoma Sooners with a little house money to shake them up, shake them <laughs> up, shake them with. So it should be a lot of fun. Getting ready for that one. And, of course, be subscribed if you're not yet on YouTube. Uh, you got about five, ten minutes to get it done because it's going to be an action-packed first half of the week uh, as we get set for Thanksgiving later in the week. It's the Maui Invitational. Red Raiders, top ten collisions. I mean, really stout competition beginning with number ten Creighton to kick off the week. So we'll be covering that here on Locked on Texas Tech. So make sure you are subscribed on YouTube so you never miss an episode, or of course you can get it anywhere you get podcasts. Enjoyed it as always, Chris, and I'm glad we've got uh, at least two more football games to talk about this season now as the Red Raiders are going to go bowling again. Absolutely. First back-to-back bowl season since 2012 and 2013. So, uh, yeah, it, that, that's good stuff, man. I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Can't wait to find out what uh, that future will hold for Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders in year number one. Let's not get fat and happy. We need to keep our edge. So we also need to what, Chris? Keep hope hope. alive. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. There's still work left to be done, my man. Yes, sir. (laughs) Glad you made it back uh, to the LBK where I'm sure uh, the 60-degree day feels like 105 to you following your trip to the wintry. North. Oh, yeah. He's wearing buckskins, folks, for those who are not watching on YouTube. He traded with some Eskimos there, I think, 
in Ames. Great to see you again, man. Enjoyed the time and uh, enjoyed this, well, bowl eligible now version of Locked On Texas Tech, the first in its history. So we're breaking barriers. Be right back here coming up tomorrow as we'll have some hoops breakdown to offer, I'm sure, following Monday's ball game with top 10 Creighton. Begin to get set for the Sooners and looking ahead to bowl possibilities. We're going to be riding with you through Wednesday at least. So hang with us as we get set here this week uh, for Thanksgiving. For the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks for joining us once again on Locked on Texas Tech.